Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host sitting right here. I'm wearing a green shirt this week. And my name is Tenant Michael, otherwise known as Michael Bellazio. Hey, you know, I don't even know if you've ever revealed your last name on this podcast before. You know how they have gender reveals? I was thinking it would be funny for our 201st episode to finally give the listeners a little glimpse into who I really am by revealing my surname. I love that. Well, you know, speaking of Balazzo, which I know is uh, was originally Balaz, right? That's correct. Um, I was watching on TV today, Euro 2020, the soccer match, and it was Poland against a little country called Slovakia. And I thought of you because That's right. I thought, hey, those guys, you know, Mike's Mike's a bit Slo- Slovakian. Yeah, I felt my ears burning and my my feet burning because because <laughs> of the, the the soccer team playing. Do you? I didn't actually catch the game, but who who won? Was it Poland? Boo! Or was it Slovakia? <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think Slovakia won, Mike. Yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> I love to hear that. It makes me feel proud. Slovakia all the way. Poland can suck my dick. Wow. Whoa. I had no idea you were this passionate about Slovakian soccer. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. And I should have warned if you've got little ones hanging around the radio, maybe uh, get them out of the room because I, uh, I swore there a little bit. Um. I feel very passionately about my countrymen, and I'm glad <laughs> Slovakia beat Poland. And Poland can go to hell. Uh, you know, wow. I hope it hope it burns down. Um, <laughs> Slovakia all the way. We're gonna do this. This is our year. <laughs> really? Do you think that you think this is Slovakia's year? Like in in twenty thirty years from now, the history books will be like, oh, remember twenty twenty one? Oh yeah, that was Slovakia's year. Yes. Well, you know how right now, like, you know, culture goes in sort of cycles. Mm-hmm. Recently, we've been um, sort of, it's been the era of Korean pop, yeah. you know, K-pop, mm-hmm. South Korean pop. Uh, before that, what did we have? We had, uh, we had grunge, right? Yeah. American music. Before mm-hmm. that, we had The Simpsons. And then before that, we had JFK. So these things, you know, culture goes in cycles, right? Mm. I feel like we're on the cusp of a new thing where Slovak culture, Slovak sports, <laughs> Slovak fashion takes over the world and everyone is, you know, rushing to Bratislava to, you know, you know, join in all, in all the fun. And, uh, you know, Slovakia is really going to, you know, set the pace for, for many things. Wow. When I think of Slo- so Slo- Slovak fashion, I'm, I'm thinking of like a sort of a tr- zip up track suit, maybe. Yeah. Um, actually, I saw one of the players on the Slovak team. He kind of had a little very Euro looking mohawk. Like it was sort of. Yes. Yeah. And, it wasn't uh, too big. It was just a little, a little guy. A little mohawk in the, right in the middle of his head. It was just a little hint, a hint of a mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's crazy. I never considered that. Just like how we're having this K-pop explosion, mm-hmm. um, we might have a Slovakian explosion. Maybe I can put it in a different uh, way that listeners might more easily understand. 
everyone knows about, you know, in the 60s, there was Swing in London, you know, Austin mm-hmm. Powers has has talked about that at length. Do I make you horny, baby? That type of thing. Absolutely. The fem, the fem, here come the fembots, everybody. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of thing. Swinging London. We're on the cusp of a swing in Bratislava where. Really? Everyone's going to be eating Slovak foods. <laughs> uh, they're going to be singing Slovak songs, drinking Slovak liqueurs that are, so, mm. I, from what I remember from my grandmother's house, uh, a lot of plum based liqueurs oh yum didn't you say yeah. also that there's a slovakian tradition where on christmas eve you put a live fish in the tub you put a carp in the damn tub um <laughs> oh, and maybe. you have it there for i think the week before christmas not sure what you do when you gotta bathe but um wow so so yeah. if, so will we be seeing a situation where in like penthouses in new york fancy condos and the week leading yeah. up to christmas all the yeah. Oity toity types, uh, you know, yeah. will have live carp swimming around. Anderson in their Cooper, uh, <laughs> Melissa Rivers, the daughter of Joan. <laughs> now it's funny when you said penthouse, my mind immediately went to like, okay, uh, the penthouse magazine. You know, the oh Mike, the porn Herbert. magazine. They're gonna have like a our Bratislava special, and you're gonna see like all these babes totally naked, and in the background you see a carp in a bathtub, or you see that they're you know they have some plum liqueur on display, <laughs> or maybe there's a man uh, eat, uh, spreading goose fat on a piece of toast. <laughs> uh, I, I you know what I'm I'm for this. You know I'm yes. rooting. I'm now rooting for Slovakia. Slovakia all the way, 2021. Everyone else can, uh, as I said, suck our dick and especially Poland. (laughs) Okay. Wow. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, Well, uh, aside from the big Slovakia match, um, Mm -hmm. how was your, how was your week, Mike? Oh God. It, uh, it was mostly okay, but I did get into a spot of trouble Uh on Saturday afternoon, it was, as you know, I was talking about it all last week, uh, you know, talking very excitedly that it was going to be the 2021 World Naked Bike Ride Day on Saturday. Oh, and that's right. I saw something about that on Twitter. Yeah. The, this naked bike ride went through the city. Yeah. And listeners, if you don't know what it is, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch of really fun and mostly very in shape people get together. They jump on their bikes and it's a sort of celebration of the nude body, uh, the beauty of God's creation and a celebration of the darn bicycle. And a bunch of us kooks, we, we take off our clothes and we get in our bikes and we cycle around and we wave at people and we ding our bells and then people take pictures and it's very fun. And hang on, hang on. You're saying we, yeah, it's a mass event. No, I didn't, you wanted, you, you were part of the naked bike ride, Mike? Yes, I partook in the 2021 World Naked Bike Ride Day here in what? Toronto, James. Um, and it was fun for a bit. Surely you remember me, you know, talking about how I I was all ready to, to do it. Anyway, it didn't go as planned. It actually ended up being a, a little bit traumatic. Um, what happened to me was this. I was with my friends who I see once a year, you know, my naked bicycle <laughs> friends. And we were having a lovely time. We were cycling near the uh, exhibition grounds where they they hold the Canadian National Exhibition every August. And it's near mm-hmm. the Medieval Times restaurant. So picture me butt naked uh, riding my bike beside the Medieval Times. It's a beautiful, Ugh. beautiful image. And um, unfortunately, my shoelace came undone. Yes, I wasn't completely naked. I was wearing running shoes. 
So I stopped. I quickly jumped off my bike, put the kickstand up, bent down totally naked to tie my to tie my uh, shoelace. And during while I was tying my damn shoelace, some sort of fiend just ran up from behind me, hopped on my bike and rode away. And this guy was wearing clothes. He was not part of the World Bike Day group. Right. So then I'm left in this awful situation where I'm completely naked except for my shoes. I'm standing in the middle of the exhibition ground. I don't know what the hell to do. You know, it's it's a nightmare scenario. Every guy's, you know, worst case. So I see a, a I start walking. I see a police officer standing by the Medieval Times. And I cover myself up, you know, like uh, Adam and Eve and those famous paintings where they have a leaf. So you, so you took a leaf and covered your... I took a leaf and covered my and I uh, went up to the, the officer. Great big guy, big scowl on his face, big gleaming gun. And I said, officer, don't uh, you're not going to believe this, but I'm part of World uh, Naked Bike Ride Day and a, a thief stole my bike. Please get my bike back immediately. And uh, he didn't move. He didn't move a muscle, but uh, he did hit me. Um, he hit me while I was naked. God. Yeah. And he took me in for questioning. And uh, so I spent the night in a prison cell because I was naked. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit relieved, actually, because except for the beating, um, I was relieved because they gave me some standard issue sort of jail clothes to wear. Right. So I didn't have to spend the night naked. You know, know, that I guess seems to be the one flaw I can think of when it comes to naked bike ride day. If yeah. you lose the bike, you're just like a naked guy uh, standing there. You're just with, a naked guy standing there. So if I yeah. ever participate in International World Naked Bike Ride Day, I'm bringing a backpack or a pack sack, some people call it, or a knapsack, whatever you call yeah. it. Fanny I'm pack. Bring it, fanny pack. I'm going to f- stuff it with you know a change of clothes in case you know I, yeah. I'm the victim of a crime again. Because I am I'm the mad- victim of a crime. I, I, I believe you. Yeah. I mean, because I'm imagining you there at the ex- exhibition grounds. Yes. Being like, you know, listen to me. I was in the naked bike race. There's a reason yeah. why I'm nude. I was part of the bike race. Yes. And just wa- wandering around the exhibition grounds nude yelling that. Right. So as as the police officer, he cuffed me. So I had, I had my hands behind my back. <laughs> I was completely naked. And he was prodding me with his damn billy club. And I, you know, there were onlookers jeering at me and and laughing at me. (laughs) And I had to protect myself. So I was just yelling, I am not a pervert. This isn't what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I am am the victim of a crime. Mm. Uh, It's tough because when you're naked, it just, uh, everything becomes a little more suspicious. I think it's safe to say. People jump to conclusions when you're naked. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that. So, so, uh. This year's uh, International Naked Bike Ride Day gets uh, one star out of five from me. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, not a great Saturday for you, it sounds like. Not a great Saturday, but enough about Hmm. me. How was how was your week, James? Um, Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, My week was fine. Pretty uh, nothing too crazy. Um, I did happen to notice in the news that Eric Clapton, you know, the legendary guitarist, Mm -hmm. He said that uh, taking the vaccine um, has led to him not being able to play guitar well anymore. I saw he says that. He he got the shot and now he can't play guitar anymore. 
That's a and, real um, tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I read that and I thought, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it because it's strange. You know, I had a couple shots uh, this week of the vaccine. Um, and, a couple. Uh, you had a, sorry, you had a couple shots? Yeah, I've had like two or three to this week. Okay. Um, I, thought, I get them I thought, whenever I can. Okay. Hmm. I, what? All right. Keep, keep going. Sorry, I just I'm, yeah. I'm a little no, surprised because I, I thought you're supposed to either there's like that one Johnson and Johnson is like a one one and you're oh, done, please. and the other ones are like just two shots. So I'm surprised to hear you say you have you know more than give more me a Mike. Let me ask you something. When you see a, the speed limit says 50 kilometers an hour, how fast mm-hmm. do you drive? 49. Of course. Mike, normal people drive 70 when they see 50. Okay. If the drive limit's 80, you drive 110. Hmm. It's what people do. So, yeah, of course, by the book, you're supposed to get two shots. Hmm. Nobody's getting two shots, dude. I, I don't even know how many I've had. Okay. Seems dangerous, and, but yeah. Anyway, long story short, here's Eric Clapton saying, well, I had my shot and I can't play guitar. And I thought that's bullshit because I've had a number of shots. And I'm still excelling at what I'm best at. In fact, I'm doing better than I did before the shots. Really? Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you seem to have, you know, acquired a superpower from your, you know, vaccinations. Well, absolutely. Um, people out there know I'm a big fleshlight guy and I use it for stamina training. Mm-hmm. And my stamina training, since I've had all these shots, is out of control. I use the fleshlight without, you know, finishing um, for an entire afternoon to the point that I actually broke the fleshlight and I still didn't even finish. So when it comes to stamina in the bedroom, I am doing better than ever. And I think it's probably thanks to all these shots I've had. So Eric, color color me skeptical about your (laughs) theory, Mr. Clapton. My God, can I ask, not to get too lurid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the details, but how long did you train with your flashlight? Oh, boy. Well, actually, it was also, it was Saturday afternoon, same time you were getting arrested for being nude at the X. Um, okay. Boy, I did it all afternoon. I probably started, I think I made myself some eggs, fried eggs with sausage and uh, toast. And so that was probably around 11. No fruit? You didn't have any fruit with that? No, no, just just the protein. Okay. Uh, energy, you know. And um, probably started around noon. I'm going to say about seven, seven hours. Jesus. It was kind of evening when I gave up. I still wasn't done, but I was like, well, the fleshlight's broken. It broke. So did it, like, how did it break? Was it, like, did it snap in two dramatically or did it sort of disintegrate? <laughs> It kind of disintegrated from the inside. Uh, I've never seen this happen, but I think it's just a reflection of my stamina. It, yeah, it was almost like uh, antimatter disintegrated it from within. Wow. Anyway, well, and that's not a knock on fleshlight. They are hands down the best sexual stamina practice product on the market. Right. I'm, no disrespect to fleshlight. It's just my stamina is just that good. Do they have a warning on the box? Because I don't own one. Does it say like, don't don't? use this? I don't have one. Uh, But is there a warning on the box that says like, hey, by the way, fellas, don't use this for seven consecutive hours or else it might disintegrate? You you know what? There wasn't. There wasn't. So I think I'm treading new ground. I'm Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon here. You oh know? my God. Imagine if yeah. in that famous film footage, if he had stepped on the moon, he's kind of bouncing around. If instead of saying, you know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, he goes like, 
Somebody hand me my flashlight. (laughs) Or Neil Armstrong's hopping around in the moon and then he goes, hey, uh, where's Buzz? And then the camera cuts to Buzz Aldrin using a flashlight in the the little ship. Buzz, you got to stop using that flashlight. Come on. It's an opportunity to step onto the moon. Now, you have scolded me about this online before, but tell me the science of this scenario. Say Buzz... Mm. Aldrin was startled by getting caught by Neil Armstrong and he, and Buzz Aldrin's using a flashlight and they're mm. both outside on the surface of the moon. If Buzz Aldrin is so startled that he lets go of the flashlight, will <laughs> it just float for eternity around the moon? Well, no, because there is a little bit of gravity on the moon. So it's just more like if you jumped or threw something in the air, it would really go much higher than Earth. So if he tossed it lightly up in the air, it would go... Really like high. extremely high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? So if, if Buzz, or maybe, you know, if Buzz was secretly using a flashlight and didn't want Neil right. to know, and then yeah. Neil's like, hey, what's going on in there? And Buzz tossed the used flashlight over his shoulder or something. Yeah. It would basically go flying into, into the sky and everything inside of it would go flying into the sky as well. Oh, yuck. So, yeah. Well, yeah. It's I, don't know, I don't know if, yeah. if they've considered the implications of fleshlights in space uh, at all. I wonder. I wonder if any hmm, uh, famous astronauts who shall remain nameless have ever experimented with fleshlights. <coughs> Chris <in> Hadfield. <coughs> <laughs> Hadfield must have at least wanked off. He was there for like months. Well, you know what? He never talks about that. He's always yeah. blabbing about space this and space that. You know, I brush my teeth in space. I use a toilet in space. I play damn guitar in space. You never hear him talking about like, yes, I used a flashlight, you know. Or, yeah. I mean, even for your prostate alone. Yeah. You gotta do that after a point. So I actually sincerely hope he did it up there. Unless maybe when, you know, how when astronauts come back to Earth, they have to like reacclimatize. They're like they. Mm-hmm. I think whatever happens in space, like your your, your bones bone kind density. of shrink a bit. Yeah, your bone density, and you're not quite as tall. I wonder if they come back from space and they haven't, you know, done anything sexual for a while. If there's like a NASA sort of uh, program or a room that they immediately go into uh, once they emerge from the Soyuz cap- capsule. Where they, uh, you know, they have a, some uh, some magazines or some, mm. you know, uh, <laughs> like a sperm donation clinic. Yeah, immediately as they <laughs> as they get back to Earth, you've yeah. made it, boys. Now have fun. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Who <sighs> knows? Who knows? Well, who knows? I'm fun to think to he- about, though. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to hear that you. I hope you didn't injure yourself while you were training. No. And I'm, yeah. No, no, I feel I feel like a million bucks. So, so all's well that ends well, as far as I'm concerned, and I will happily buy a brand new flashlight um, this week. So excellent. Well, worry we, not. You'll have to tell us uh, how it's working next week. Will I? Will do. Um. Well, I think that probably uh, about does it for our intro. Um. We have a yes. We, we have a great interview this week. Really this funny. Is- this is a great interview. It is, you know, it's high quality. It reminds me of the interviews that um, James Lipton used to do on Inside the Actors Studio. It's, mm-hmm. it's that good, everybody. So, yeah, don't skip it. It's that good. 
Um, but before we get to it, we should mention to everyone that we have a Patreon account. That's right, lords and ladies. Uh, th- uh, bring, uh, drive thy chariot to the W. I can't speak in uh, in no, old timey, smooth in medieval English. Um, here's what you do. Yeah, yeah, you dummies. Go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And if you can, if you want to, or if you're feeling a little bit, you know, dangerous, please feel free to throw a few bucks our way, help keep the show going so we can keep, you know, doing our investigative work into, you know, does a flashlight, you know, float forever in space or, you know, interesting (laughs) things like that. Uh, If you can't afford to help us out right now, uh, tell your friends about us or give us a nice review on your on Apple Podcasts. That's right. And subscribe. And if you subscribe. do do uh, give to the Patreon, you get a bonus episode a month. Um, yes. So thank you. And thank you either way. If you did, if you can't, thank you for listening. Beautiful friends. Um, why don't we take a break? Come back with our guest. And welcome back, listeners. I'm ready to talk to our guest and hear his secrets, because on, on this show, we get guests to spill their guts and maybe get a little bit emotional. Our guest this week is a stand-up comedian, a musician, a visual artist, and also he lives near one of Canada's most well-known oceans. Look, everyone, it's Aaron Reed. Hey, Aaron. Hello. How are you? Aaron, I'm thanks great. for joining us. Hey, I'm ready to cry and just get whimsical, you know? Oh, good, good. Well, <laughs> you know, this this interview got off to a rocky start because before we started recording, a couple things happened. Mm. One, Mike didn't think you guys had ever met before, and you have probably. <laughs> yes, and you you, you said called at least me on it, Aaron. Times. I said, I, I don't think now. Yeah. No, of course you should. I even, I, I waved at the camera and said, hi, I'm Mike. I don't think we've met before. And you're like, yes, we, we've met several times. <laughs> yeah. And I made the good joke that Mike only remembers hot babes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then a second crazy thing happened when we started our chat before recording. You thought you were on Evil Men. Not I thought I was on a different podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I... Definitely on me for not letting making that clear. <laughs> yeah. Now, and by the way, Evil Men is a brand new podcast that uh, James Hartnett, me, Michael Belazzo, and Chris Locke are dropping starting June 30th right here on the Sonar Network. <laughs> Subscribe now. Don't miss a single episode. <laughs> but you're on the Landlord and Tenant pod mess uh, in, in reality. So, uh, yeah, yes, we I apologize for that error. It's okay. When I listened to the promo, I was like, okay, it's not coming out to June 30th. It must be like recording a bunch of backlog episodes. That's smart. <laughs> like, I really justified it in my mind constantly. There's no way I wasn't on this podcast. <laughs> it would be funny if we had you on Evil Men to shock you and trap you that you are the evil man. We found some the- bad things about, about you. <laughs> we confront you. That show will happen one day, and I will watch it, and I will feel bad afterwards. <laughs> Now, Aaron, we're not the only ones who have some apologies to make because you also were, you you said before we started recording you you were a little late and mm-hmm. why, why was that? 
Okay, well, I was, uh, you know, it was about one thirty. I was like, I'm going to go out, have my coffee, do a little walk, get ready to, to cast, you know, mm-hmm. as, I, mm-hmm. as you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then you, I went on YouTube. I recently uh, made YouTube stop tell, suggesting things to me because it was getting really strange and bad. Uh, it was a lot of, like, cotton candy videos and, like, serial killer tapes. Um, so I turned that off, but I like to turn on Explore to see what's been uploaded. And uh, it told me to watch uh, TikTok versus YouTubers in Miami live stream boxing competition. Okay. And, yeah. And, yeah. And some of them look like boys. So sometimes I felt like I was watching boys <laughs> fight. So, yeah, aren't the average, like, the average age of a TikToker is, they're like tweens? Is that, am I right to say that? Yeah, I think so. I don't know much about TikTok. I haven't been on it. So it's TikTokers boxing YouTubers. Yeah, it's like a battle of the platforms. That's what Charlemagne the God oh. kept saying. It's a battle of the platforms. Uh, two platforms walk in, only one platform walks out. And and they keep uh they're 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 putting people up against each other based on weight, height, and uh, amount of followers. So oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. What, <laughs> Pretty cool like- to Yeah. Sorry, Mike. No, no. I was just going to say pretty cool to like, you know, be like put your body and your health at risk for a platform you really like. That's what I would (laughs) risk it all for. I know. It's stupid that regular boxers box for things like glory and (laughs) self-strength and the pursuit of showing you are powerful. But, you know, just give me a I'll I'll fight for Subway.com for the points (laughs) card. Well, did did I'm trying to think of a famous TikToker. The first one that comes to my mind is that guy who skateboarded drinking juice to the Fleetwood Mac song. Was he oh, boxing yeah. like was he representing TikTok <laughs> boxing like Jordan Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be wild. No, I, no, it looked like they were all like those teens who live in tick TikTok houses and the YouTube yeah. houses or whatever. Yeah. It would actually be probably a good career move for any of us to move to LA. Find a bunch of teens and put them in a house. I mean, and it feels like that's a money-making guarantee. Start dropping some subtle hints that you want to fight them uh, for money. <laughs> Lou Perlman tried putting together teens into a house, and it worked out for him about 50% of the time. Uh, the other 50% of the time, it didn't end well. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. And then you get a scathing YouTube documentary made about you. Can't yes. delete that. Oh man, nope. I'm I'm dumb. I don't know who Lou Perlman is. Is he the InSync creator? He was the impresario who put together, I think, Backstreet Boys and InSync, and also may- maybe showed gave them his penis a bit. I don't know. Oh. I think he was a. I think he was a bit of a. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a, a sex offender. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or as you know, I said, he gave them his penis. Yeah, that sounded weirdly... Honestly, though, in my head, the, what I edited out was he dipped his pen in company ink, and that was really bad. And, I, and I'm glad I edited it out, and I'm not glad that I then told you that I edited that. But Blue sex offender, yes. <laughs> wow, I'm looking him up. I mean... He's not... Um. He wasn't, you know, a guy who necessarily was a fitness freak <laughs> or a, a guy who, you know, watched his diet. He was a guy who liked to live large. He liked the big jets and, you know, dressing nice. And he liked having all these boys around him. And, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> who would have thought this uh, heavy set uh, 
older man who devoted his life to getting these teen boys uh, in to boy teen bands. love songs. Yeah, ended up being a bit of a wacko. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, Mike. He it's a great way to describe him. Not a fitness freak. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And that was part of when he was sentenced. The judge said, "You know, we sentenced you to jail for these crimes against these boys, but also we sentenced you to." Not honoring your body and watching your diet because, you know. Body positivity, judge. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who's slightly misguided because he's telling someone to lose weight. <laughs> body positivity judge is figuring stuff out right now. He's, yeah. he's learning. <laughs> you know, it's good the judge put a, a dangerous, you know, predator behind bars, but the judge had some fucked up ideas about, you know, men's health and, you know. <laughs> Unrealistic well, and self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should do. Obviously, the criminal justice system is very bad, but they should do a new thing where the law happens, but then the judges get to do an extra sentencing that is mostly just like personal. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if if it calls for it, <laughs> like like if a guy stole a bunch of money from investing people, like the judge gets to be like. And I sentence you to really think about what you did. <laughs> Maybe it's just a little monologue, a judge's monologue. They already have that, but give them two. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good idea. Almost an eye for an eye sort of thing, but more Yeah, like how the, how the every person would talk to uh, uh, the criminal. Uh... <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think I have fantasized when I've watched a documentary or something about a horrible person. I have imagined fantasizing being the judge and like really giving it to them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you wow. are scum. And I'm really thinking, like I, I watched something about a serial killer and I, I remember just daydreaming about really oh, just telling him what for. Yeah. Wow. By the way, I'm looking up uh, Lou Perlman uh, stuff here. Also was accused of running one of the largest and longest running Ponzi schemes in U.S. history, leaving behind more than $300 million in debts. Whoa. We, uh, before we started recording, um, we had talked briefly about... So, James, you told us um, that you were recording wearing a special sort of outfit. Yes, I am. Um I, I, I'm not a big shorts person. Listeners to the podcast will know I'm a little bit insecure about my legs, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to incorporate them and, uh, and you know, live my life. Um, so I have only really two pairs of shorts and one is uh, rare, v- nice. They're nice shorts. So I don't want to just wear them around. And then the only wanna, other pair you of shorts save... I really have. Hmm? So I'm, I was just going to interject there. <clears throat> Are you... Are you saving your nice shorts for a special fancy occasion? <laughs> yeah. Like if there's some nice event. Right. Mm. Okay. The only other shorts I have are swimming trunks. You can tell when someone is wearing nice shorts. <laughs> yes. Thank you. They're from, Mike, what's that store that used to be on Queen Street? Uh, you got you have like a nice jacket from there. Mode Clothes. robes? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Ben Sherman? Ben Sherman. Okay. They're nice. Like if that well, didn't make it clear. Anyway, the only other pair of shorts I have are swimming trunks, I realized. And it's been really hot, so I've just been wearing swimming trunks out and about. With I, I've been wearing underwear under... like The swimming trunks have built-in underwear, but I've also been wearing underwear. Just because it feels that's too much. Yeah. You know, but... Does yeah, it feel so, baggy? Hmm. Does it feel bulky then? Because you have essentially two layers of underwear. Yeah, A, a bit. You a have bit. the mesh and the... And the Joe Boxer. Yeah. You guys ever wear swimming trunks out and about? No. 
<laughs> I have, yeah, I definitely have. Especially in my younger days, because a lot of the swimming shorts had pretty good pockets on them with Velcro. Oh, um, nice. So that was pretty good. <laughs> nice. I feel like when you were a kid and you'd go swimming, um, a, a, a constant stress was that when you jump in the pool, your swimming trunks would pull down and yeah. reveal your butt. That, that, that's when you dive. Yes, exactly. You dive and then immediately put your hands down by your sides and try to pull down up your pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. If that and um, boogers coming out of your nose also was a big worry for me that as was a kid. A worry. Yeah. Um, were you, did you ever suffer that, James? Did you ever jump in and then you're... Next thing you know, you're naked. Uh, Lou Definitely. Pearlman is offering you a, a record contract. And <laughs> He's covered in camouflage ferns. <laughs> he, he was disguised as a pool. <laughs> yeah, he's disguised as a pool noodle. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a really wide pool noodle over there. <clears throat> no, I absolutely... Re- because these the reason I wear these swimming trunks around, they're, they fit well, they're nice and tight, you know... But when I was a kid, I didn't have a good understanding of wearing, you know, proper fitting pants or shorts. So mm-hmm. I would have these big, giant swimming trunks. I remember all the time diving into a pool and my swimming trunks flying off. Yeah. Really? And then Aaron, you're completely you, naked in the pool. Aaron, do you have nude do you have nude childhood pool memories as well? Um, I wore, I wore Speedos as a kid. No uh, way! Yeah, because I, cause in, the, in the summer I did uh, racing swimming. Um, and I was also not good at that. I was not very fast. I'm not a very athletic child. Um, but, uh... But Speedos. Uh, yeah, but, so I never really had the, the nudity thing happen, but I did wear out my Speedo till it was pretty see-through uh, <laughs> okay. in the butt. So that was that was one thing that happened, yeah. And this wasn't obviously like a thong Speedo or anything. You had the full back. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it was a regular a regular style Speedo. You didn't Borat have a child's, come out a child's yet. thong? <laughs> Yeah, I went to the child's thong (laughs) section. I went to the section at the children's uh, at the children's bathing shoe store that just said uh, (laughs) the hot Miami nights. Wow, new brand. Wow. Um, Was was it ever? um, Did you ever feel a bit insecure in the speedo? Because you know it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Obviously. Yeah, I mean. I felt a little bare when I wore the Speedo, but um, I felt okay. It was pretty normal for me. I kind of grew up with the Speedo. The Speedo was around my household. Um, (laughs) Do you have relatives maybe wearing Speedos or... Yeah, you know, no, I don't think so, but more in the immediate family. (coughs) Right, right. right. Well, that's interesting, Aaron, because... uh, you know, we know you're a hilarious comedian. You you make music. You're a great artist. But uh, I had heard as well. So you so we know you've done speed swimming, and you also did speed skating when you were a younger. Yeah, this is true. I did. How did from, you get into speed skating? Um, my mom again. She got me into it. She got me into nice. a lot of extracurricular activities when I was a kid, and I couldn't make those decisions for myself. You know. <laughs> uh, which was helpful for me, because I think if you sat me down and asked me what I wanted to do, I would have given something more abstract and useless. But, uh, <laughs> like, I want to be on the X-Files. But, uh, uh, yeah, she got me into it because uh, my family and Prince George kind of speed skated, and it was a good way for me to blow off some energy. 
Um, so that's how I got into it. And then race, and then we would race. And, and then I started, I, and then I wasn't very good. And then I was strangely being bullied by kids who would be bullied if they came to the city schools, you know, like, um, like a like a bo- like a boy with 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 red hair and 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 like a mi- missing tooth and like a weird hat would be like l- l- like uh, from like mission or something would, would be like look at this this guy's not fast it sucks and then you go with his cool kids and they would all try a cigarette and anyways it was weird so they were yeah. like country cool they thank you that's what I'm looking for they were country <laughs> cool. And then they pair you up by who you are the same speed at, and I started racing a lot of elderly people and young uh, girls, so I stopped because uh, it was becoming a little humiliating, and also I knew nothing was going to happen with speed skating. I didn't enjoy it enough to keep going, so. Wow. I'm... uh... I'm really shocked to hear because we never usually we, we hear about you know uh, the toxic culture in hockey or football or even professional <laughs> wrestling. I've never heard about this dark underbe- underbelly of bullying that exists in in the speed skating community. And yeah, uh, yeah. and it it crosses so many uh, boundaries. You know, class, uh, everything. Yeah, and it's, yeah. there's something particularly <clears throat> awful about being bullied by uh, you know rural people. You know, <laughs> well, they have no right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, these these country cool teens, I do not enjoy. Like, I just wish they would have given me a chance because no one in when I was that age, my hometown also did not appreciate my whimsy and my <laughs> energy. So, I just wish someone out there would have. It was fine it, in high school. I had friends, so right. that was cool. But one, one last question. I don't, I don't know. Mean to, bring up any more yeah. sad memories but did the elderly people that you s- skated against did they bully you at all or were they nicer very nice all and okay. so were the young girls they were very nice and the young boys <laughs> uh the the young the youth who were visibly younger than me um they were kind as well everyone was kind <clears throat> right. um well, and good. the coach the coach really did that thing where I wasn't very good, but she told everyone that they should look up to me based on how hard I work. (laughs) (laughs) Not look up to me, but but like, take note. Aaron works very hard. Wow. (laughs) Even if you're not great at it, you can still work hard. Kids, like, let this be a lesson yeah. that you can try your hardest in life, but still, it sometimes just doesn't work out for you. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, kids, I just want to let you know, even though at this point in time, it is apparent there is no future for you in this, keep grinding. Just keep going, because it's, it's, it's encouraging. It's, it's positive. Wow. Did you ever uh, have an injury? Um, I fell, for sure. And you, you kind of, I've hit the boards hard and stuff, and fall on your knees but i never got cut but people would get cut it was always the worst when someone got cut right before your race because (laughs) they would like you'd hear a loud bang and then it'd be really quiet and awkward and everyone's kind of just like okay and then you see like blood on the ice and then and then like a dad and then like a dad who like volunteers at the rink would come and scrape off the blood and they'd be like all right next (laughs) as a canadian man there's no sight nicer to me than seeing blood on the ice you know what i mean oh yeah yes please i say oh 
you know what I do? Speaking of NHL, uh, whenever I go on the the food delivery apps, I no longer type what food I want. I just type in hockey, and they tell me what food I can get. Because um, skip the dishes right now. Uh, have done a fun thing where they replaced their car icon on their uh, app tracker to a Zamboni. Oh, that's fun. That's cute, uh, isn't it? And you can search hockey on Skip the Dishes. It'll tell you what you could eat if you're into (laughs) hockey. (laughs) Hack of, yeah. I mean, that's that's a bizarre thing. Skip the Dishes is, that's the one that has the John John Hand, is it? Sorry, I'll take two. Skip the Dishes is the one that has John Hamm in the ads, right? And those only run in Canada. I believe so, yeah. I saw them a lot on City TV when I was watching The Bachelor. Uh, They would play that one a lot. Ooh, I'm behind on The Bachelor, but I want to see the season like a year ago where that that, uh, girl had to leave. Did you watch that one? or something. Claire. Yeah. Claire! Oh, I watched that. (laughs) Claire! (laughs) (laughs) I remember thinking, I'm just going to say this, you're not, you know, I remember thinking Claire was a train wreck before that season even started. I thought something crazy is going to happen this season. Whoa. What happened? I just saw a headline, the host of The Bachelor passed away or something. There's a new host. What's the, what's the story? I I think... I think David Spade is the new host of The Bachelor. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I think the old host of The Bachelor said something problematic and Bachelor Nation came for him. Chris Harrison. Oh, Chris Harrison, yeah. yeah. You know, I would have to say, I don't know what he said or what the issue was, so that aside, big time. Yeah, Chris Harrison, you know, he's he's one of the best, or was... Uh, as host, like he he did do a good job. He's always steady, never changed, and he, his face looks the same as it did when the show started. Him and yeah. Jeff Probst, pretty good, pretty good at that. I mean, again, maybe he's a bad guy. I don't know the details of the current thing, but I'm not sure. Yeah, who knows? He's he's gonna be on Evil Men or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have a Bachelor po- podcast wrap up season <laughs> after show? I don't know yeah. what those shows are called. We're starting that too. <laughs> do you watch a lot of reality shows, Aaron? Um, no, not really. I, but sometimes my my roommate Christine uh, is really into them. Um, so we watch like X on the Beach. That one's fun. Oh, um, I don't think I saw that. That's where uh, in the earlier seasons they didn't tell the couples supposedly, but um, they all show all these singles showed up on a beach. Uh, in a house, and then they thought they were on like a love reality show, but they were on X on the beach where their exes wash up on shore. Oh, and, and then one by one, all their alive? exes come to live. Yeah, they're alive. <laughs> and then they, uh, no, they're yeah, they they wash up uh, dying, and the ex has a choice to resuscitate them or <laughs> or go on a date with a sexy single, <laughs> sexy single who's also standing on the other end of the beach. <laughs> you have a choice. Save your drowning ex or go on a date with Corey <laughs> in a helicopter ride with with a Colonel sponsored by Colonel Popcorn. <laughs> You'll see, uh, uh, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro and visit one of the Colonel Popcorn factories we have <laughs> on the top of Kilimanjaro. Yeah. It is devastating the local biodiversity. Yeah, yeah. The um, smell is confusing the animals. They don't know what this smell is. Yeah. Uh, um, there's a new uh, um, reality show coming uh, coming called Fuckboy Island. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
Is that real? Yeah. HBO Max has announced F-Boy Island, a new reality dating series hosted by comedian Nikki Glaser. In the series, three young women will be joined by 24 men, 12 self-proclaimed nice guys, and 12 self-identifying F-Boys. Wow. I'm a fuckboy. Yep. Uh Wow. That is amazing. Fuckboy Island. What, what <laughs> island good. is it? Is it like, was there an island that originally was called Fuckboy Island? Like PEI. That was the original name <laughs> of Prince Edward Island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the fuckboys from Nova Scotia had got sent off there. <laughs> like the convicts in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, you fuckboys. <laughs> what is a fuckboy? Uh, <laughs> I think it's a guy who like just like has sex and doesn't care and oh. is like he's not a soft boy cuz a soft boy is someone who pretends to be soft and and sensitive but they're also kind of manipulative or whatever. They're like just as uh, problematic as a fuck boy but they just have they just look they like pretend, they pretend like a nebbish. Listen to death cab or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So they're pretending like, oh, I'm really sensitive, but they're actually kind of a dink or a jerk. Yeah, they're just like horn horn wolves or whatever the other ones are, you horn know, <laughs> horny wolves. <laughs> and fuck boys are like, I'm not even pretending I'm not a fuck boy. Yeah, I just fuck. And I'm like bad at talking and I barely listen and I've read two books or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Fuck this is Yeah. <laughs> fuck boy. Coming nephew- this fall mm. to CBC, Fuckboy Island, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what's oh. that? Uh, what's that guy? Uh, ben Mulroney's son. He has a son. Yeah, he was on ET Canada. The Mulroney guy. He he kind of looks like Justin Trudeau. Oh, you mean Bri- Ben Mulroney, Brian Mulroney's son? Oh, ba- Brian Mulroney's son. Yeah, Ben yeah, Mulroney would host that. Oh, yeah. Ben oh, yeah, Mulroney had like it. a. Ten-year-old son is going to be on TV as well. Yeah. I'm the host of Fuck Boy Island. <laughs> Each night, one of the fuck boys will have to tell me something positive before I go to sleep, in an effort to cure their fuckboyness. But after I'm asleep, that's when the singles come out to play. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll oh, get man. there. Hello, I'm Chris Locke. I'm James Hartnett. And I'm Michael Balazzo. And we're the hosts of comedy podcast Evil Men. It's a podcast where comedians, us, joke around about different bad guys, rude dudes, and sometimes murderers. Yeah, we might talk about a horrible person like Jeffrey Dahmer. A depraved maniac from ancient Rome like Caligula. Or even, sometimes, a mean cartoon character like Gargamel. Because the things he did to the Smurfs were just awful. Yeah, we talk about all these things, but most of the time we're joking, you understand? We're comedians. We're foolish by nature. Subscribe to us now so you can be sure to get our first episodes coming out June 30th. (gasps) Oh my god, that's the devil's birthday. Catch us on the Sonar Network and download us wherever you get your podcasts. Aaron, James sort of uh, obliquely alluded to it before, 
but I'm going to take you on head on here. You're the man responsible for this podcast's artwork and the artwork of the upcoming Evil Men podcast. Mm. And also Chris Locke's Happy Good. Yeah. I, I yeah, it's fun. Thank you. Thanks for the gigs, you Thank know. Thank you for do I mean, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. Um we're honored. And I was saying, Aaron, before we started recording, it's kind of cool. It's like we got our own little Marvel Universe, us, yeah. our podcast and Chris and our podcasts with Chris because we all have this same, uh, you know, same artist doing our artwork. Yeah. It's what's cool. Your, what's your favorite universe? Because there's the Marvel <clears throat> Universe, but I'm seeing <clears throat> some other universes pop up. Yeah, Marvel's a good one. I guess um, Cheers and Fraser, that's a universe. <laughs> absolutely. Be- and Wings is part of the Cheers and Fraser universe as well because oh, there really? was an ep- yeah. yes, because there was an episode of Wings where Norm and Cliff visited Pawtucket in <laughs> character. And I re- remember as a child being like, "Okay. Wow." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, so they all yeah. know each other. Wow. Okay. <laughs> also, Twin Peaks is part of the Cheers universe because um <laughs> that show actually started in the in the Cheers bar also. <laughs> wow, interesting. <laughs> oh right, the the long haired the guy with long gray hair who was hiding behind the couch. He, he was uh, Carla's boyfriend for a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. right. And then the uh, the little person who speaks backwards, I think, didn't he run the restaurant upstairs? Or uh, yeah, at Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of other good universes. Well, in the Simpsons, the critic. You know, yeah. know, oh yeah, that crossover was really legendary. That's a legendary um, crossover. Jimmy Kimmel Live is part of the Man Show universe. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. Got to love. I got. I got to know what what uh, what the Corollas are up to these days. You know, the bad yeah. boys of the Man Show. Jimmy Kimmel's <laughs> he's soft now. He won't be hateful anymore. It's true. I agree, but. I mean, he did. He did have the Man Show. They can't take that away from us. And I guess if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, um, if Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel Live is part of the, the Man Show universe, that would mean that the Academy Awards are also part of the Man Show universe because Jimmy Kimmel's hosted the damn Oscars. Oh yeah, that is true. They're definitely a part of the the Man Show universe. <laughs> How about that? Well, I have a list here of some shocking <laughs> some shocking crossovers. Do you want to hear some? Yeah, yes. these are real. Yes, please. Um, okay, there was a, there is a universe. There was a crossover between Roseanne and Abfab. No, <laughs> Michael. Yes, yes, absolutely okay. fabulous. Uh, they met uh, the two ladies from Absolutely Fabulous encountered Roseanne on a trip to New York. Oh, okay, I was confused. So, I thought for a second I was like, hold on, am I misremembering Roseanne? Was Roseanne set in the East End of London? But it wasn't. No, no, it was set in America, Michael. Um, here's another crossover. I remember this one. Friends and Mad About You. Oh, oh do you remember yeah. why? Lisa yeah. Kudrow, Ursula. Yeah. Oh. She was Lisa Kudrow's twin and or whatever, Phoebe's twin. Whatever. Um, let's find another good one here. Sabrina the Witch and Boy Meets World, whatever. Oh, I know yeah. one. Um, He-Man uh, spawned She-Ra. Oh, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> cool! Okay, very yeah. cool. Uh, Full House and Family Matters did a crossover. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Did you watch those shows when you were younger? 
Yeah, I watched. Uh, yeah, both. Both. I saw both. Kind of on and off on the on the whenever they were on. I guess. Yeah. Family you Matters know, was a real sensation. I used to. I used to love it. You remember yeah. the episode of Full House where the, I think that it was when they went to Hawaii on a vacation. And it ends with them meeting the Beach Boys. And then the the family participates in a Beach Boys concert because you know John Stamos was part of the Beach Boys during their Kokomo uh, era. Yeah, originally sick drummer. Was that he's a sick drummer and he's a great looking guy. <laughs> but he, uh, the Beach Boys, originally weren't supposed to be part of that episode. It was supposed to be that the Tanner family because Guns and Roses were very popular at the time, and mm. there was this idea that the Tanner family were going to like meet Guns N' Roses and go to a Guns N' Roses show and they the band was going to be on an episode of Full House and I really wish that had happened. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like Axel's just over here offering whiskey to a, a whale so let's uh, don't go near him kids. <laughs> Imagine My Slash and Michelle having a little uh, scene together <laughs> where she says, you got a dude to him? And he goes, you're all right, Michelle. You know? <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. You yeah. know what my favorite crossover was? When the... Uh, according to Jim... Uh, they went on a beach and they met the members of Slipknot on the beach. <laughs> Oh, and the yeah. Jim, and Jim Belushi at first was like, I don't know about these guys, but by the end he was he had a he had a skull uh, skull face with a bunch of baby heads on the top. Uh, yeah, and I think he was just starting uh, his marijuana farm at that point, so <laughs> they all you know smoked out of a big scary bong together. <laughs> that was unforgettable, and yeah, it, it ended it ended yeah. with Jim putting on one of those famous scary masks and. <laughs> And he took the mic and he sang the lead vocals on a, a version of, of the Slipknot song, People Equal Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he went in. He, he added a couple of his own bars that were pretty, uh, pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he has he, a very bleak outlook look on, on humanity, it turns out. Yeah. He, yeah, he's very wise to the world, but he hasn't gotten past the, the like, he's still in the stage where he thinks everything is awful. Nihilism. But he's trying to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a wild one. Wild one. <laughs> that was really nuts. Yeah, or when... Peter Mansbridge went to uh, a Papa Roach uh, jam <laughs> rehearsal. There was the, the CBC News crossover with Papa Roach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the Papa Roach. <laughs> a group of four men <laughs> telling you to kill yourself. Is it good or is it bad? Today I hang out and eat Doritos with Papa Roach. <laughs> And they did that. They did that switcheroo thing where it was like, okay, for one week, um, Peter Mansbridge, he's sing he's the singer for Papa Roach, and for one week, Papa Roach are doing the damn news, you know? Yes. Yeah. And then Papa Roach makes a really compelling music video about what it's like to be in a newscaster's shoes, <laughs> and how hard it is to be a newscaster. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really wild one. Now that I think about it. Man. Do you remember when it, Papa Roach first hit the scene? I remember just being so scared because their name was like, what? what is this? It's like a bug, but it's like, uh, my dad? Pa like it was, And just the idea, the image, like the visual image that it, it created was really, really scary. Yeah, that that cover was effective. The like almost translucent cockroach. 
I yes. bought the CD, but I bought the edited version. Okay, so before I don't want to lose nice. any followers, you know. Well, I bought it and I asked them to take <laughs> out the CD booklet so I wouldn't have to look at the cover. <laughs> um. Of, wow. Yeah. Fair enough. I told the manager at the HMV. I was like, I, "Could I speak to the manager?" And the manager came out and I said, "Sir, can I go to the back your the back office?" And he said, "Sure." And then I asked him to take out the CD booklet. <laughs> well, you got to make sure no one hears that. Yeah. <laughs> if other Papa Roach fans found out you got the leaflet taken out, <laughs> hell to pay. Now, Aaron, here mm-hmm. in Toronto, because you're we haven't even uh, we haven't even told listeners. This is a cross-country uh, episode because you're out there on the West Coast in BC, and we're here in the, the Toronto, Canada. <laughs> and um, just on Friday, they reopened uh, parts of the economy here in Ontario, and uh, restaurant and bar patios opened. Mm-hmm. And so all weekend, I've been walking around. I'm seeing people. That, can people eat at patios in BC? They can. Yeah, they can go into they can go into restaurants in BC. Shit. And uh, yeah, they can they can definitely eat on patios. The pat the patio culture is big, you know. Um, my merch company is doing real well. Uh, <laughs> I have a t shirt that says "My patio's up here," and oh. it's kind of it's kind of ar- arrows that point oh. everywhere because I don't know where the person's going to be in relation to a patio. You know? Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, what's your kind of what's your favorite type of chair? If you're if you're doing some sitting or you're planning on doing some sitting and you really want to have a nice time. And you, on if a you patio? Have your druthers, yeah, on a patio. If you have your druthers, what's your favorite type of chair to you know sit down in? Here we go. Wow, that's Check a great it out. question. I got a whole scene for you. We're on a patio, okay? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I just told the server to clear the chairs. They don't know why. They say that's not allowed. I say, just oh stick God. with me here. My buddy rolls in with a minivan full of computer chairs. Really expensive ones. <laughs> <laughs> Decked out like speakers in the heads, and we we put that shit at the local <laughs> restaurant, and we order all order the same thing. I love it. That is cool. You know that's a cool bunch of guys if they're on a patio all in sweaty black computer chairs. And, oh, and I love can it. Can you be wearing? Can I ask this? Can you all be wearing sitting in your computer chairs? Um, you know. Video game headphones that have the little oh, headset yeah. microphone. Yeah. Oh yeah, but we're definitely not allowed to bring our PCs. We know the limits, but we still have a, a full flat of Red Rave underneath the table, energy drinks. So we're ready to uh, to eat at this restaurant for hours. And, and maybe to like recreate as accurately as possible the you know the thrill of playing video games indoors. You can put some sort of like black tarp. On top of the patio to block out the sunlight. Oh yeah, and, and maybe seal off like it, it goes above and around <laughs> the patio uh, to fully enclose you in sort of a black tarp. Yeah, put a couple posters up, maybe some stickers you find inside of like a, you know, when you get a better video card for video, for you can play video games on your computer. They come with cool <laughs> stickers. Put a couple yeah. of those. Up. Oh, that that's a great, you know, that almost seems like something John Tapper might do in an episode of Bar Rescue, you know, like, <laughs> get rid of the chairs on the patio, we got an idea. <laughs> we got to, we're going to get more gamers in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that gaming is one of the biggest industries right now, growing incredibly fast. <laughs> this bar is going to become a gamer's paradise. <laughs> it's, picture this. A gamer's paradise without the computers. (laughs) (laughs) 
But all the chairs, of, everything. <laughs> instead of playing a game, you're getting a burger, you're getting a chicken cacciatore, you're getting drinks. I when because so because bars in Ontario opened at the stroke of midnight on Friday morning, basically. Yeah. And I was imagining a type of guy who'd been waiting for like nine months, who was just like going crazy, being stuck indoors, and at, at the stroke of midnight. He like raced down to the board game cafe, sat outside <laughs> to play a game of Risk and like drink scotch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. He does not know that liquor stores. No one has told him that liquor stores exist. So he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, you you were talking about your your merch. Uh, the t-shirt you had about my patios up here. Um, yeah. Have you done any other wild, you know, t-shirt designs or? Uh, oh, he- oh, heck you know? yeah. I got a whole company. It's like, we don't really have a theme or anything like that. So it's yeah, just yeah. like, whatever. I just throw them up, you know? And Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, name it. If you, like, you know, what, what any, are you into? These anything days? about being vaccinated? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got something about being vaccinated. I got one that's, um, um, I got the vax for my mom. My dad, my gym trainer, my librarian. Wow. And then it lists a bunch of local cool streets in the neighborhood. That's one of my shirts. Oh, so it's that's... Like Fraser, Maine. You know, in Toronto, it'd be like Bloor, Dundas. Right, all the big streets. <laughs> <clears throat> that's, that's really cool. Have, have either of you ever owned band t-shirts? I've owned a few mm. in my day. <clears throat> I have. I owned uh, at least one Weezer T-shirt. At nice. least. Okay. Um, I own. I think I've bought one band T-shirt. Yeah. Who, I had who, who was the Chad, lucky combo? <laughs> I had a Chad Van Galen T-shirt. <laughs> All right. Calgary's I got in own? high school. It's, Calgary's own. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. I think. I think that's the only band T-shirt I've had. I've had. Really. Oh, no, I had a full-blown, okay, yeah, Tupac hoodie, but I stopped wearing because that was a bit much. <laughs> it, was, it was a homemade hoodie that I got at a Value Village, I think, that was a green American apparel hoodie that someone <clears throat> then sewed a giant, like, full torso-sized photo of Tupac onto it. Wow. And, yeah, I feel like I should have known more about Tupac before wearing that because people asked me questions about it, and I, didn't, I did not know. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, did you sew that on yourself? <laughs> No, someone did though. <laughs> <clears throat> when I was in uh, high school, um, I was goofing around with my friends, and my friend had kind of a raggedy Pantera shirt. And this is, and I was uh, for some reason we were doing something, and I was wearing a shirt. I don't remember why. I think it was like play, a play, like we were rehearsing for a play, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um. I would never do this now because this is such a shitty thing to do. But I just assumed it was like a shitty old shirt. Why would he care about this Pantera t-shirt? So when we were goofing around rehearsing for this play to make everybody laugh, I thought, I grabbed the shirt by the neck and I ripped it in half because I thought that would be funny. And like, surely he doesn't care about this raggedy old Pantera t-shirt. He was very upset. Oh, he loved no. Pantera and he loved the t-shirt. Oh, oh God. God. I mean, what, what was I thinking? Why would I do that? But you know when you're 18... You- yeah, you're caught up in the moment. You thought it was going to crash. Yeah, you, you think like uh, unexpectedly ripping your shirt down the middle would make everybody laugh and like you. Right. Lo and behold. Very, a very Hulk Hogan inspired move. That's what I was going for. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, you, I had yeah. a t-shirt 
I I played in a Celtic band when I was a kid. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, and we we were called the Sizzlers, and uh, the S was a bass clef note or something or whatever the note is that kind of looks like the and uh, symbol. But I wore that, and then I thought it was cool because people thought it was Sizzlers the buffet. So that's why I was comfortable wearing it because I, uh, but I wore it, you know. You know when you wear shirts until the armpits are hardened? Is that a thing that happens anymore? I I've worn shirts until the armpits are sort of yellow stained from a mixture. Yeah, I get of, a lot uh, of yellow sweat and deodorant, but I've never had them become hard. Me hard, neither. okay? Maybe that was I wasn't showering enough as a t- as like a kid. Okay, yeah, yeah never mind. <laughs> Walking Anyways, around with your that, speedo that and your hard armpits. <laughs> But they would get a little hard. Yeah, okay, I wasn't doing enough laundry. That's what that means. Do you guys ever um, have a shirt you like? It just gets BO built into it, and you can't get rid of it no matter how much you try? I had a yeah. red sweat sweatshirt or something, or sweater, I really liked. And when I was, you know, single and trying to be like, oh, I'll look good, you know, and I'll go out to <laughs> somewhere and I'll look good. And every time I'd be out, you know, and I'd, and I'd be like, oh, I think I look okay. And then I just get a whiff and I'd be like, damn it. And it like, I would always forget that this damn red sweatshirt stunk. Trapped stink. Yeah. Trapped stink. Someone told me you can worse. What's that? A sweatshirt that, that, that captures stink is even worse than a t-shirt because I don't know why, but it's more material and it's more insulating. And it's on the outside. You can kind of hide a t-shirt. And and James, one thing I know about babes Mm. Is ain't no babe going home with a guy in a stinky sweatshirt? You're right. Ugh. You can be as hot as you want, but if that sweater's yeah. a stinking, yeah, yeah, it makes me a thinking about <laughs> not going home with you. That's a t-shirt idea for sure. That yeah, that would be great if at a bar I was like, uh, hey, you know, um, I would love to you know chat with you further, and the girl's like laughs, looks at her friend, and goes that. If that shirt's a stinking, it's got me a thinking. Pie, and then turns around. <laughs> yeah. And they go, "Where did you come up with that?" And they go, "Shirts.com." <laughs> I saw it on shirts.com, and this whole scene is just an ad for shirts.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. If you got the shirts.com website. <laughs> I know. It was one of those things. It was a big myth. You know, one of those myths in culture where everyone thinks that that's taken, but it hasn't. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No one's looked it up because they just figure it's taken. Yeah. Oh, someone's bought shirts.com. No, actually. <laughs> no, Not even Aaron. have to get shirts.ca. <laughs> Did, do, are, do any recordings exist of your childhood Celtic band called The Sizzlers? I think there is one CD out there because, yeah, but I don't know where it is. Um, I was also then in another Celtic ensemble. I had a bit of a Celtic ensemble problem as a kid. And uh, I was in another one called the Coquitlam Celtic Ensemble, and we put out a a full-blown album. Now, do you have any Reed? I'm thinking the the surname Reed is is that a, is that at all an Irish name or a Scottish yeah, name? Yeah, I think it's Irish and Scottish, or okay. I don't know if that name is, but I think I am Irish and Scottish. Yeah. What did you play in the bands? 
violin. There was a bunch of violins. There was a guitar. There was like a Celtic drum. Um, cool. And sometimes we had dancers. Yeah, it was okay. I'm not like the biggest like Irish Scottish heritage guy, um, so it was kind of weird. Um, and now, I was like in high school. Listeners and, and can't bi- see that behind you as you say <laughs> that. There's a big framed poster of a darn shamrock on your wall. <laughs> okay, you got me. I'm a big Irish guy. I do love Irish culture. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, you know, I think um the Irish are a people, you know, they have a history and uh I'm just out here so many years later. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And you also have we can see Mike uh two big Celtic cross earrings in your in your ears and then big Elton John style Celtic cross sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just kind of discovered that symbol <laughs> and uh, and I do know that it's, it's certain, wrong people are using it so I would like yeah. everyone to know that these are yeah. you know, these are uh, Irish Celtic <laughs> crosses and also, purely for Irish reasons. In the background now we haven't commented on this the whole time because Oh, I should have put blur on, you know. But, but in the background there is a um, oh, I'm going to describe it. It's a woman wearing a long flowing green dress with, with beautiful red hair. And mm-hmm. the entire time we've been talking, she's been performing what I assume is a traditional, you know, Irish step dance routine. Yeah, that is actually, it looks like a poster, but you are right. It is moving because that is a LCD, um, <laughs> a vi- uh, an it's like a, the same video they use at uh, subway stations to advertise you. It was one of those. Right. I on a trip to Ireland, I saw this uh, beautiful, um, conventionally attractive Irish woman on this uh, LCD screen, and the guy told me I could just buy the file, but I said no. I need the whole dang thing, and so, I, so that's what uh, I would have done. <laughs> It's my, uh, it, you know, in uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, when the, the, the tome comes out of the ground, it's like that. That's like, this is my that. That's cool. You know? And that's a lot of commitment, too, because I know in Ireland, the, like, they use a different uh, elect, like level of electricity, so the plugs are all different. So you must yeah, have I had have to a, get a converter and... It's I, I did buy a yeah. step-down converter because the voltage is way more. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and they're hard to get, and uh, I got a guy down here who makes them. They're a bit patchwork. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get a spark here and there, but all in all, it's worth it, for sure. Well, spark I, never hurt love- anybody. Now, I'm half Irish in my background, but I love Irish electricity. I love Irish plugs. I love volts and currents that come from there, you know. There's a deep rich history of current and electricity in the Irish. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Never, they never really invented something, but there's always an Irish guy around some yeah. sort of electricity throughout history. He's always oh, yeah. tinkering I, I, around in the background. Oh, yeah. I wanted to make like a documentary or like a historical <laughs> film about uh, great moments in Irish history. But as they're happening, someone's always commenting on the plugs. You know, like maybe Michael Collins wants to fight the British. And as he gives the command, let's do it. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, just a moment. And he plugs in a plug like, wow, would you look at this big plug? You know, like every scene just references the plugs. A lot of people prefer the the North American one, but... uh... (laughs) I'm glad we've got this kind here. Aren't you guys... I'm used to these ones here. (laughs) A lot of people think that U2's early stuff was better because they sounded cooler. Whereas I think the early stuff was better because the lyrics were much more focused on, yeah, the, mm. you know, the glory of Irish plugs and, you know, uh, turning on switches and just yes. you know, generating electricity. And it was it was just more interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. And, you yeah. know, the saying, the old Irish saying, once an Irishman gets back from vacation, the first thing he does is 
unplug and plug back in something. <laughs> yeah, and just take a breath. Like, oh, it's good to be home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good to pl- good to have those plugs that are rectangular and. <laughs> you're, you're, and you're and you're so right about you too, Mike. Like, I, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say like after mm, certainly after Actung Baby, they just stopped singing about plugs. And prior yeah. to that, each album had a song or two about plugs, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like Mike, if you like their early kind of electricity focused stuff, I go check out the uh, I check out the um, the uh, the. <laughs> It's an EP called Hardware Time. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind of about switches and soldering and circuitry wow. and stuff like that. They used to just have, as an opening act during U2's early days, they just had a team of local electricians come on stage and, you know, solder some cords and wires and, and make a plug and a, a switch. And it would end with the, the it would culminate in them um, turning on a light bulb on stage. Yeah, they would make a light bulb from scratch on stage as the opening act. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. God, Irish electricity. You could talk about it all day. You really could. And there's always new stuff to find out. Oh, yeah. No question. Absolutely. Sometimes I'll think I've run out of Irish electronic information, <laughs> and then I uh, I happen upon an old catalog from, uh, from ye olde... Uh, yeah. City by the sea, as they say, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I learned some new stuff. It's funny you said Irish electronics. I, I yeah, I guess like you don't really think of an Irish-made computer or an I, Irish-made iPod. I I just pictured this image of Van Morrison <laughs> sending an email. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Yeah, cool. in the early two thousands when Apple was doing those like kind of eggshelly uh, neon yeah. color ones, the Irish. Mac was made out of a rock. I had a rock casing. <laughs> totally computer circuitry inside, but for some reason the like oh, the so Irish... I think it was a Blarney a wink to the Blarney stone. Yeah, a bit of a wink. <laughs> it's very heavy and it's uh, very, you know, ineffective. It doesn't like, heat, yeah. it stays within the computer and it gets overheated very easily because it's stone, but They say it's haunted, like it. but uh, you know, it's it works and that's what counts. <laughs> And of course, the back is open, so all the Irish can look at the circuitry and enjoy it. <laughs> they <laughs> are like when they see circuitry, it is moths to a flame. If you go in a pub in Dublin and you pull out a soldering board and some circuits, they all oh, they put down their points of Guinness and they all look at it and they, you know, no, oh, they can't yeah. resist it. Like you know, the Irish saying, "The only thing that pries a man away from his friends and a drink is either a beautiful woman or." A small self-oscillating uh, synthesizer <laughs> kit that you can build yourself to make a small oscillating synthesizer. <laughs> Those are the two things. Those are the only two things that can take away a man from his drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, God. It's true, oh. you know. It's, it's just true. And, you know... Sure, every other podcast is, you know, this is well-trod territory, but, you know, we couldn't help ourselves. We couldn't. I know it's in the, everyone, it's in the zeitgeist, but, you know, it's in everyone's mind. You got to talk about it. Yeah, like, we can't not talk about it. We can't, we can't just come on the, it's like when the Challenger blew up and Letterman (laughs) had to talk about it, even though it's a comedy show. You know, we can't not talk about it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Just, you know, know, I (sighs) read If you zoom in on, uh, you know, the Irish flag, it's, you know, green, white, and orange. If mm. you zoom in to a thousand times, <laughs> you see, if it, like, it pixelates, 
is just a cluster of zeros and ones. Zero, zero, one, zero, one, 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 zero, zero. It's in binary yeah. code. Do you know That's those, neat. like, you know how they have those pictures of Bob Marley that are made up of many pictures of Bob Marley? Yeah. yeah Irish yeah. flag was the first one to implement that technology, actually. Whoa. Yeah. With pictures of Bob Marley or? No, no with the numbers, <laughs> the binary, the numbers. Yeah. And the code. Oh. It would be cool, yeah. though, if the Irish flag was a bunch of tiny pictures of Bob Marley. That would be re- that would be actually very sick. Yeah, that would be awesome. If Ireland just changed its flag to <laughs> thousands of pictures of Bob Marley. Yeah, that would if be they, so if, cool. If they went to a like a Spencer's Gifts and they bought that poster and then they scanned it and then uploaded it to their website. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland's new flag.ie. <laughs> We're going to put that up. In a highly surprising news in international news today, <laughs> the country of Ireland has changed its flag to a bunch of tiny photos of Bob Marley. Uh, culminating in one giant recognizable Bob Marley image. <laughs> we don't know why Ireland has decided to do this, but uh, it is neat. Critics around the world are saying that the editing skills done are phenomenal. Everyone is very pleased. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh Oh, man, God. Well, you know what? We've we've covered basically all of the hot topics um, that have been in the news for the past seven days. Yes, uh, over the last hour here, and uh, I guess before we wrap things up, Aaron, is there anything that uh, you wanted to get off your chest, or anything you wanted to plug before we say bye bye? Uh, yeah, sure. I will, uh, you know, for your listeners in, uh, in, in, uh, Vancouver, um, go to, uh, A&A, um, uh, appliances. It's a great <laughs> thrift store near uh, Knight Street and, uh, and Kingsway. It's run by a nice lady. There's a bunch of weird, when I went there last time, I saw two, a Dracula cape and a book about Dracula stories. Um, mm. and for the Toronto people... I got. I just wasted your time, so I apologize. But that's that's my plug. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna throw one out. If you're in Vancouver or you go to Vancouver and shows are on, Aaron is part of the Sunday service. <laughs> oh yeah, I should plug that. Which uh, I I'm gonna say. I mean, I feel like that might be the best comedy show anywhere. It's really what? really good, okay. and they Thank get you. big crowds, and it's amazing. And Caitlin Howden is in it. Who? listens oh, yeah. i think sometimes and we have on she's the best we always go to her when we need a quebecois point of view oh yeah mm-hmm. she's amazing um so if you're in vancouver definitely go to the sunday service show and uh, also aaron has a really funny video on youtube where he dances to the becker theme for an hour straight yeah i and do I recommend yeah, looking check that it out up. if you want some people have yeah some people watch the whole thing <laughs> well thanks so much aaron that was really 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 fun oh, and thank you. Uh, yeah it's so much fun it was very fun awesome what are you doing tonight after you finish podcasting and after you finish having dinner? <laughs> um, I think I have to do the Sunday service on Zoom tonight, uh, oh, so I will be doing okay. that. Um, yeah, what are you? What are you two up to tonight? <laughs> <sighs> I'm I'm going to a patio, I think, to have some food. Oh, nice! Yeah, I think I'm going to eat inside my home, and um, <laughs> I might finish reading. Um, the book I'm reading. That's great. That's very well, vague, and I like that. Well, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.